0: dog-eared book club. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many. And here on dog the mission is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers alike. Uh, if you're a regular listener, thank you so, so much for tuning in, coming back. You really have no idea how much it means to me. And it is such an honor and a joy to be a part of this book community. And if you are new to me, if you have just found me, welcome, welcome. I love you for finding me. I'm so happy we found each other. And get ready for some laughs, some beautiful wisdom, and some amazing books, of course. So anyways, I first want to start off by saying thank you so, so much, you guys, for being super patient. Um, It's been quite interesting uh, building my business, Embody Your Soul, while also keeping, you know, dog Yard Book Club, like, consistent and beautiful, and it's definitely been quite quite overwhelming. And so I just want to thank you for your patience because usually I have podcast episodes coming out like on the first Monday or on specific days, but they've been kind of a little varied. And so I just first of all want to apologize that there has been like kind of a shift in the schedule, but I really want to ask you guys to just, um, if you guys can be super patient with me as, you know, I stay afloat with Dog and build my other business. And I love you guys. And I know you guys are amazing and patient. And I only want to come to Dog feeling good or coming here when I know I am going to get a mood boost. Because, I mean, I know every single time I will, but you know what I mean. Like, the other day I was honestly trying to record an intro and I was about to have a panic attack like I was just so overwhelmed with all I had to do and it's just interesting it's it I will say it's very hard at first I mean it's I love the the energy and I love the the pace of being able to work for yourself. I love that. I love waking up every single day and choosing to put energy into what I love, what I adore, but also what like truly gives me fulfillment rather than working for something or someone that I really don't believe in and really drains me. But I will say it's hard not having kind of like this timeline um not definitely not uh, someone telling you something. So Again, I know I've announced it before, but I'll say it again. I've recently invested in working with Chelsea Reif, who is an amazing podcast coach, and I met with her for the first time on Wednesday, May 3rd, and I cannot even begin to tell you the anxiety that I do not feel. I feel so relieved, I am so excited, and I feel just so, so motivated to just make dog-eared book club and again my other business if you have never heard of me before if you never heard of me before I am also a psychic medium channeler and I'm building my mediumship business and it is called embody your soul and I have the embody your soul podcast and Chelsea is helping me with my podcasts, helping me monetize optimize and just get it looking real good and I've just been kind of rolling with it and now I'm like you know what I've put so much beautiful energy into this I might as well you know, make this like a real deal. So anyways, I have impl- I am starting to implement more systems and more ways to organize and communicate and set the tone for my podcast just being really buttoned up. So I'm really, really excited for that. So I cannot wait to serve you guys. Beautiful content uh, coming your way. So Without further ado, uh, thanks for listening. I'm really excited to introduce this May leader. This episode was actually recorded like over a year ago. She was my first official Dog Book Club interview and she is just an absolute light and shining freaking pot of gold. Her name is Melissa Bernstein, and she is the founder and co-CEO, co-founder, co-CEO of Melissa and Doug Toy Company. I personally have never heard of him, but maybe because I'm 27 and I probably played with her played with her toys when I was a little kid, but this is a multi-million dollar company that she built from the ground up with her partner, Doug, at the age of 23 and 25, and What's really really remarkable about her story is she actually um has suffered from accident, existential depression ever since she was a little little girl like as early as she could remember. And I actually got connected with her through the um Dogears first leader, Marina Paul. She invited me to join Melissa Bernstein's book club for her new book coming out. And I was like, well, books, doy obsessed, and book club, doy also obsessed. And this woman just sounded amazing. And her book is pretty much a, literally a lifelong compilation. She's now in her 50s. So from the age of three, when she started writing these healing verses and hymns to herself to literally now, like up until like just a few years ago, she put them together in a book. And this book is called Lifelines, An Inspirational Journey from Profound Darkness to Radiant Light. And there's a, sorry, oh my gosh, there's this beautiful meaning with the book Lifelines, which she wrote these verses, these psalms, these kind of little poems, if you will. But she called them lifelines because they truly lifted her out of the dark. They were her buoy. They were her support system. Oh my God. I was trying to think of like, oh, i totally forgetting the word. Is it like the belay? The belay when you're climbing up a mountain and you have someone at the bottom, like it's that rope. It's that, it was that person supporting you no matter what. And these lifelines were just that for her. And she has this beautiful, amazing freaking verse on the front of her book that says, Today I saved a life, although it was my very own, which won't serve a greater purpose till I rescue lives unknown. God, that gives me the chills. It is so absolutely stunning. And this book is really unique because it's not so much like a book, really. It's more like this really gorgeous picture book and it's all it's pretty much it starts with chapters that are separated by different phases of her healing and of her life so creativity loneliness nature you know all this stuff hypocrisy duality and in between of course are her verses that she's written and they are against a backdrop of beautiful beautiful picturesque photos so What I love about this book is you can really actually genuinely open it up when you need something most. To be honest, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, shut up. Like when authors are like, oh, I just want you to like open it like it's how it should be read. I'm like, no, like, sorry, I don't function that way. But this book actually does and it's so so special and so stunning. There's definitely dog ears and tabs in it. It is so beautiful. It's a book I would gift to anyone. I think it's a book that anyone and everyone should read no matter how joyful, how dark and low they feel. It is really really a gift. So anyways this episode is was recorded over a year ago and as you can tell by the tone of my voice i am so so excited to meet with her she literally is such a beautiful light and such a beautiful woman and again i really really cannot wait for you guys to get to know melissa and if you guys want to follow along definitely follow her on instagram at melissa bernstein and she also has her social handle for Lifelines, the book club, it's called Seek Lifelines. So at Seek Lifelines, I'll put it in the show notes for sure. I'll also link her book on thriftbooks and debookshop.org. I don't know if they really sell it at local bookstores, to be honest, because it's like a really kind of niche book, but also I'm not really sure. Maybe because I was given the book. Thank goodness. Very, very blessed because I was a part of the book club, but. Um, I know I have found it on Goodreads, it has been rated, so it's a thing. So anyways, I love you guys so, so much. Let's get right into Melissa Bernstein's episode. And this is, yeah, this is my first one, so. It is? Yes, it is! That's why I'm like. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. It's just great. I just woke up this morning just so energized. Um, I'm so glad. So, anyways, let's get started. Yeah. You, um, you lead the way, girl. Yes. Okay. Let me just pull up my questions. Um, so, also, oh, wait. I should also just, like, so this is, um, I'll show you. Wait, let me, so I can see it, too. So, this is my bed with all my books. Do oh. you see your book? I just I just to begin um your book is just magic and I don't I don't say this lightly I mean I know I'm not like a New York Times critic or anything but um and goodness you're not <laughs> I know seriously screw University of
1: Connecticut yeah. they don't deserve yeah, you. yeah exactly <laughs> anybody who's a critic I don't want them near me get away um even in, even in toys we've sold like like, billions of dollars of toys, and we win none of the awards that the toys that don't sell any win.
0: <laughs> oh, just screw it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Honestly. I know. But, so. yeah, your book is just so magical. And, I mean, oh. I I don't deal with extensible depression, but I absolutely do deal with depression and anxiety. And just so much of the words, like, rang true to me, and I'll just – uh, my favorite line of the book so far is um, on what page is it on? Um, 30. No, it's on 41. My salvation was birthed directly from my curse. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I just was like, because that's, I feel like that's really the life of a creative. You know, it's like so our creative fire comes from, unfortunately, like pain brings great beauty. So yeah. I think the ability to be able to channel that into something is just like, mm. so oh thank you for your words. Yeah. Oh.
1: And I think um, I wrote once like the price I pay for this ability to create is a lifetime living in this melancholy state.
0: Yep. 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 You but, know,
1: it's, it's sort of like... And I get it. Like once you accept that, if you, because creating for me is like being on the most incredible drug ever. So, you know, I, I, um, it's worth it. It is. I I would absolutely not change a thing now that I accept it.
0: Yes, absolutely. So now let's get started. Um, Yeah. So what book are you currently reading and why do you like it or why do you not like it? And how did you find it?
1: Wow, that's an incredible. um, So I'm reading. So I am a huge fan of Osho.
0: Ooh, okay. Osho
1: is a mystic yes. and um, and he speaks to me in such a deep way. Mm. So I'm now reading his book on trust. So I've gone through and I've read almost everything Osho has to write because I feel like I almost feel like like we speak the exact same words sometimes. Uh. Um, and it's really an incredible feeling and it's so validating you know, really to go through every area and trust for me, um, is the biggest leaf in my backpack. So Mm -hmm. on this metaphorical journey that we are taking in lifelines, we have these leaves that are our burdens and our coping mechanisms and our, our stuff, our Mm -hmm. crap (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we carry around on our backs our whole lives. And it's, also, the stained lens that we develop over our lives. And, and my biggest um, stain is I can't trust anyone mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, from the time I was little, I just never, um, never had those relationships that really built that sense of trust. So reading this is just so incredible because the truth is when you don't trust others, it really means you don't trust yourself.
0: Absolutely. And
1: one of my most profound lessons, you know, that Osho validates is no one else needs to change. We need to change. Mm -hmm. And that was maybe one of the biggest lessons of my whole life. I still can't even believe it because for so long it was their fault. It was about them. It was I was the way I was because they did this or that to me. Until I realized one day, are you kidding me? The answer is in here. Like the world doesn't have to change. Just I do. And um, book Osho just keeps basically validating that and saying, once you trust yourself and you feel at one because of that deep sense of acceptance and trust in yourself, you don't have those feelings. You're you're, the stain on your lens gets erased Mm -hmm. because in something much greater than the superficial actions people do each
0: day absolutely oh I love that I have to I have to get into Osho I'm very I'm very spiritual and I it's so funny I am um, part time just for extra money I work at a book and crystal shop and oh, it is wow. very it is quite I an interesting place and so I, I'm sure we have Osho in there so I'll definitely make sure to check him out Mm. yeah,
1: you know how you know how it's like when you hear a song? Like when I hear a song that resonates with me, it's like my vibrational frequency yes. or, or my frequency wants to entrain with it. Mm-hmm. I go crazy and wherever I am, I have to pull off the pull off the highway wherever I am and I have to make sure I write it down oh because it's like, it's like I can't not have it on my playlist. And if I'm with someone, I'm like, what is that song? And they're like, what? I'm like, before it ends, what is that song? And it's the same thing, like Osho, when I started reading him, I just started sobbing. Because when someone aligns with just who you are in such an authentic way, it's like a um, symphony.
0: Oh, it truly is. When when words speak to your soul, like that's why like by – I'm a writer, too. So I think that's why I just so appreciate you sharing your words. Like when words speak to you, it's just this is why I love writing is like how powerful they can be. And they matter so much. So uh, they really do
1: words. Well, you, you, you I guess you read where I wrote about what words mean to me.
0: Yes, Uh, yes. I think I have it tabbed so I have so many tabs in this book right now. So I'm so excited. Words
1: words to me are like I I say they're each one is like a precious gem. Yeah. And I love to unearth them when they're not yet shiny and just the polishing is like my favorite thing in the world. Oh,
0: Oh, That, that is just so the, amazing. The other day,
1: I, I had a verse that I wrote like a long time ago, and I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh. And I changed the word resolved to absolved, mm. two letters, and it made me so happy. And I was laughing because I was like, it changed it completely. It meant instead of determined, it meant free. Yes. And it was like that little two letter change. Like, I was, like, giddy all day. I'm like, I made a change. And oh, like, my God. I it changed I the whole that. meaning of the verse. But, like, little things like that, because um, I love language so much, that um, things like that, <laughs> that's what. That's why I wasn't accepted
0: as a child. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it doesn't even mm-hmm. matter now. Like, life is so good. Um, yeah,
1: but I never could walk into the cafeteria in high school and be like, guess what? I changed the word resolved to absolved. <laughs> They're like, what?
0: Oh my gosh. You're, you're fine. I did like ballerina leaps across the cafeteria. So that was just as weird.
1: <laughs> uh, that reminds me of Clementine. Isn't that the, the, um, the book, the series of books, like she's, she's like a dancer. I think it's young so. kid books.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Anyways. So, I have two next questions, but maybe I'll kind of like blend them. So I, if who, what's your favorite genre and why, and who's your favorite author? Would you say Osho is a part of that or that genre is your favorite or do you have a different answer?
1: That's really interesting. I think as a kid, so because I needed to escape from what I felt, it was always fantasy. Mm. And I would say Ro, Roald Dahl was Mm -hmm. like my favorite author because I wanted to escape into a a mysterious world. And his books did that for me, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant Peach and like Matilda, like I could get out of my burdensome head and really um, into that. So I would say Raw Doll and also E.B. White, Charlotte's Web Mm. was, spoke to me so deeply. And I think it was because there was hope in death when Charlotte died, and Wilbur felt like he couldn't go on, and then her mm. babies were born, and it was like they started to say hello to him. It like makes me emotional just to talk about it. It's like he found hope.
0: Yes. Know? Oh, I love that. So, so it was. Much.
1: It was that sense that hope exists.
0: Yes. That is so and so funny that you begin with that answer, because the question after that was, what is your earliest memory of reading a book? Ah. I mean,
1: I was such a voracious reader. In Mm -hmm. fact, I'll just tell you a little anecdote. There was a story in third grade where I read so quickly because I was just so desperate to get through to the next book that there was an incident where my teacher in third grade told me I couldn't have finished reading the book in the time it took. And I remember I was, I was crying. I was like, but I did And She's like, go back and read it. You didn't finish it. And I came home that day, like sobbing. And I was like, she, she, she didn't believe me. And my mom, to her credit, marched into that school. And she was like, my daughter understands that book. They brought me in with like the principal and all these people and they asked me questions. And of course I answered and I didn't read it the second time. Cause I had read it. They asked me like 20 questions about it. And of course I answered everyone, you know, the way it should be answered. Like who was the protagonist? What was the, and you know, the teacher got whatever, maybe just a little, like a little reprimand, but, it, and I got moved into the next grade for reading, but I think, you know, it, again, it was sort of like I read so quickly that people didn't even believe I, I read it because oh I goodness. just wanted to like absorb this this knowledge um, so so deeply. So I loved everything. Oh my gosh, I read Nancy Drew. I read anything I could get my hands on. And in fact, like the li- little library near us, it kind of ran out of books that I could, you know, that I could read, be- that I wanted to read, I should say, because like I just finished everything
0: there was.
1: Mm. Um, and it- there wasn't really a particular genre. I loved mystery. I loved like, you know, stories about young girls. Mm. Oh my gosh. I loved, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh. I loved Judy Blume okay. was, I would say she was probably my, my hero, uh. like growing up. Because her books were kind of, you know, little witty, but also dealt with a lot of issues that, of course, people were going through. So maybe Judy Bloom were were some of the books that I really loved the most.
0: I love that. Um... And then now,
1: so now it's not about fantasy anymore. It's really about acquiring knowledge. Mm. And I would say all my favorite books helped me connect the dots of my own life in order to help others as well yeah so i have a list of about seven of my favorite books of all time
0: love um, yes
1: and they all were dot connectors in the most profound way
0: okay you can you can list them can out I share them yes please
1: so the first one that of course is in lifelines that i talk about is man's search for meaning by mm-hmm. victor frankel
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that might have been the book that saved my life uh because You know, he talks about at the end of his experience in the concentration camp, he talks about uh, logotherapy, this form of existential analysis that he started learning about. And that's what led me to understand that I actually suffered from this. So that is really incredible, because if you can find hope in a concentration camp when your life is almost surely going to be extinguished, like that made me feel like I could find hope, too. Yeah, um, and I think also the um, Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't have that on my original list, but given that that and that's not really a true it's sort of a true story, but it's a little bit of a whatever allegory mm-hmm. um, that idea that, you know, the journey is always circular right back to yourself mm-hmm. and you can go on this journey like thousands of miles away, but until you come back home to yourself and realize mm-hmm. it was all here all along. Like you will never be whole, uh, so that just reinforced that. And most people don't understand it. They're like, "What a stupid book!" <laughs> and for me, it was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, you know, it's so stunning." The, the hero's journey is within, although we don't believe it until um, we go there. And mm-hmm. one of the best lines in *The Wizard of Oz*, which is that same journey,
0: yeah, is
1: I'm not going to I'm going to paraphrase it, but is when Glinda. When Dorothy says to Glinda at the very end, when Glinda says, I know the Oz can't take you home. All you have to do is clap, you know, click your heels together. Uh, I believe Dorothy says to her, well, why didn't you tell me that earlier? And Glinda says, because you wouldn't have believed me, my dear. Mm. So basically that. saying that she had to go on that crazy journey and fight her inner demons and accept all those disparate pieces of herself in order to be able to know that home is right here. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then another one that was just also, I write about in lifelines is positive disintegration by mm. camera, Cam Dobrowski. Dabrowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was also like so profound because it talked about people like me, they can actually transcend their their existential despair and all their hypersensitivities if they positively disintegrate and really kind of make that journey inward, discover who they are and, and really transform themselves through it and find meaning. Yeah. So that was like, oh, my gosh, there's yeah. nothing more powerful Um Another one that's a little different, but really incredible is Originals by Adam Grant.
0: Yes, yes, I've read that. That's a good one. It's really good because he really validated
1: my creative process. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that Melissa and Doug is I create a lot, a lot. I have a lot of ideas and most of them are not winners. And a lot of people never could understand that. They were like, you know, in fact, I had many people try to calculate how successful I was in toy design, and they calculated I was successful about 30 to 40% of the time, Mm. which meant that 60 to 70% of the time I failed. Um, And everybody wanted to sort of get that percentage up because they felt like the more successful she is, the better we will do. But they didn't realize that failure is part of the whole process. And the only way you succeed is by failing, learning from your failures, honing the process. It's like the, the, the word you polish. And then having that really inform your future creation. Yep. So, uh, I think he's talked about that. It was the most powerful part when he talked about it. He said that the most prolific composers like Mozart and Beethoven and Bach, those three actually created like three times more than equal ones in their generation of equal skill, but just they weren't as prolific in their creation. So by nature of the fact that they created more, if you even use the same percentage of success, they would naturally have more successes. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the most validating things I had ever heard. And and I really used it even in a lot of um, talks I gave about failure because I felt like if we only all knew that the more we failed, the more we would succeed, we'd be much more likely to take risks. So um, that one was incredible. Another and and that actually he quoted in that uh, this guy, Dean Simonton, who did all this research at Stanford about creative people. So I then. I'm obsessed with his book. His book's called Origins of Genius mm. and by Dean Simonton. And he talks about like just really creative people throughout history and the components in them that led them to be really creative. And two things really stuck out. One was the percentage of creative people who are afflicted with a mental illness, namely depression or bipolar. Um, and it was, truly 60 to 90% from composers to poets are the highest. Uh, And that's, you know, I mean, I don't call myself still a poet, but I write verse um, and and those folks are really afflicted with despair. So again, that was so validating, like, okay, it's, that's, that's, you know, why I create or the, or it's part of the whole thing. And, um, and he also talked about, a lot of the other qualities, which are this rabid curiosity, mm. the ability to connect dots across very different disciplines to come up with innovative ideas. And I found that also like, yes, yes, yes. Like, you know, a lot of the the ways I create, I always thought were really odd, like this rabid need to research and, you know, understand in order for the insights to bubble up. Like I just found some commonalities, and not that I'm equating myself to a genius, but just in as a creative person, a lot of the commonalities he talked about um, were things I had experienced. So I loved, wow. I love that too. Amazing. Then another one that was oh incredible is Touch with Fire by Kay Redfield Jamison. Wow, I don't know if you ever read that. That title um, she also wrote, really cool. <laughs> she also wrote this book, and on which many have read, an Unquiet Mind, which is mm. her journey with bipolar disorder. But Touch with Fire is exactly that. It's those creatives that have mental affliction that is the touch with fire because it's the fire that burns our mania. Yep. And when I create, I go into these manic periods where <sighs> I don't sleep. I don't want to sleep. I don't even want to put down the pen for like three, <laughs> four days. so funny. It's, <laughs> uh, because it's euphoria. And it's like, who wants to come down from that? Um, so Mm -hmm. she goes and talks about a ton of creatives and how they were really messed up (laughs) and very afflicted. Uh, and most of them used a lot of like laudanum was the drug of the day that really just numbed you. They used it in surgery, but a lot of these folks had it were addicted to laudanum. They had terrible relationships, many of them with their families and most of them either died of mania. Um, coped by, you know, uh, drugging themselves, sort of inebriating themselves somehow or killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, um, very common, one of those three paths. Mm-hmm. So it was very sobering yet. It was really, um, it was really incredible to, uh, to, to learn that. I think the more you can understand, you know, I never understood why I could create at will. like it just flows out, flows out of me. Like breathing, yet I couldn't do. I couldn't talk to someone, <laughs> you know. I couldn't do things that most people could do really easily, but they, some things they couldn't. I could do easily. So it explained, like, well, that's all your your weirdness that you tried to kill is the reason you can you can create
0: totally. Um,
1: so then, one last one uh, is sounds really weird after all these is the book Play by Stuart oh. Brown. That sounds amazing. And that book we give to every new employee at Melissa and Doug. And it's really one of my very favorite books. And I had the chance to meet him. He's in his 80s. Oh, I love that. Like a year and a half ago. And I told him I was so happy to be able to tell him that I give his book to every new employee at our company. Um, And his book is so simply profound Mm. because he basically talks about. You know the value of play but not in children yes he focuses almost extensively on adults Ugh. and he basically says you don't learn how to play which means to find those things in your life that bring you joy for no reason <laughs> other than the joy for no other game no goal it's all about the verb it's about the doing uh, you you will become depressed mm. by by definition, no play equals depression, and when you even if you learn to play as a child, if you don't hold on to that with every ounce of your being throughout your life and continue to play as an adult and not play ring around the rosy, but play, do those things that bring you joy, you will by definition fall into despair. And he he has lots and lots of examples of adults who have fallen into despair. Mm -hmm.
0: He goes back
1: and really asks them, what is it you love to do most as a child? And they immediately, interestingly, can say it. Like one woman, he gives an example, says, well, I love to ride horses. Like, that's my favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And he says, when's the last time you rode a horse? And she's like, I don't know, 25 years ago. And he's like, well. Do you wonder why you're feeling these feelings of despair? Like, mm. what do you, and he, you know, he says, what do you do in your life that brings you joy? And she thinks about it. She's like, nothing. Mm. So what he does is he tries to, you know, encourage folks to re-engage, even if it's, you have to go to a stable an hour away for one half hour a week or other week, every other week, like that's when people start to live again. Mm. When they get out of their head, And they move into their heart and they start to, you know, feel the joy of just engaging in something that they love.
0: Oh, I just love that. That makes, oh my God. I was just like melting hearing about that book. Um, So I have a few more. What? Sorry. And then, and then anything Osho,
1: um, like the joy of living courageously is, you know, the first Osho book I read. And um, he is like. Oh. He's really, really my hero.
0: Okay. I have to get into Osho. That is, that is on the list now. Um, yeah. so a few more questions. It's so funny. I have, so obviously I have like a ton of questions and I kind of like pick and choose based on how the interview is going. And it's so yeah. wonderful because you've like answered some of the questions and it's just so beautiful. Oh, um, that's good. yes. Ask away. Ask anything you yes. want. Yes. So. If you, oh my gosh, I feel like you're going to love this one. Um, If you could have an author write about your life, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. I love that.
1: Can it be living or dead? Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Either one.
1: I mean, honestly, it would be, I can't pronounce his name, to a Casimirs Dabrowski. Mm. So because this man worked his whole life to try to save people like me. Ugh. And I think I am such a case of what he talks about working and actually doing exactly what he wanted it to do and not taking the pathway that so many do, which is, you know, either living, you know, shrouded away, muttering to oneself, or again um numbing yourself or taking your life and i've truly like i'm going through the steps of his positive disintegration and i truly am transcending that despair and and really channeling it into light and i Mm. i want to tell him so badly in fact sometimes i talk to him and i'm like thank you
0: oh goodness
1: you know validating my experience so i think I would love if he could write about me because mm-hmm. he would I would be a living example of what he tried for his 80 years to to have people do.
0: Oh, I just love that. Oh, my goodness. I have to. As you said, his book is Positive Disintegration. Yeah, it's it's a, like a textbook. Oh, you know, my goodness. These,
1: some of these books I like because they're. You know, I'm a rabid, like I need to know the answers like that is and not that I ever will, but like when I can shed light on something and then connect it to the whole, it's it's so meaningful to me because my goal is not just to learn about myself. It's in learning about myself to then figure out how to unlock this puzzle for so many other people Mm. much earlier than I did.
0: Yes. And when I
1: can, when I can understand it so deeply, mm-hmm. then anybody who speaks to me, like I can, I can, you know, try my best to, to guide them so that they can find their peace as well.
0: Yes. Oh, I just love that. Um, so what makes you dog year a page in a book? or bookmark or, you know, I had to say dog ear cause the company is dog book club, but oh, I, I love know. that. <laughs> so I am a huge fan.
1: So I, I underline, I mm-hmm. ruin the books yes. because so when I read a book, this is crazy. When I read a book that I, there's so much in there that I just, I read it twice. So what I do is I read it. And this is what I've been doing now for the last like 10 years I read it. Everything that speaks to me, I I um, underline. And by the way, I bought a Kindle. It didn't work because I underlined so much. Have you ever had this Stop. experience? I they think they don't so. allow you to download it after the after you highlight the whole book, they're like, it's too much to download. So <laughs> I was like, I have to, I can't, because that's how much some of these books speak to me.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think I'm like
1: trying to reprint it or something. It's that much. So I stopped doing that. I, I underline it. And then when I finish, it's like, that's the process. The second one is the best reading because then mm. I just allow it. And I, again, I have this yes. metaphor of like letting beautiful pearls of wisdom just like distill through my being yes. and settle into the crevices where they never leave. And I can call them be- call them back. Sometimes I even have to do it twice after, Mm -hmm. but the next time I just go back and I read my underlying things and I love it because that's just the meat, you know, that's the real, and I just try to, um, it's really those, those pearls of wisdom that either validate something, uh, I already believe, or tell me something new that I've never thought about. So yes. that would make me doggier or underline an yes. um, area.
0: Oh, and I then, just love that.
1: And then I pull them out all the time and I, I'm like going back, like where did I, I remember reading something about blank and I want to quote it or I want to you know, make sure I'm using the stack correctly. I'm always going back and looking at those underlined um, things.
0: Oh, that's so wonderful. Um, so if you could gift someone a book what would it be and why
1: oh my gosh so I have to get the name right maybe you can look it up on here so Stephen Cope's book okay about yoga is also oh my gosh I don't even have that on my list that's also one of the best books of all time okay I give that to everybody
0: Okay, is he? It's like Yoga and the Soul's Awakening or something wow. like that. Oh, okay, okay. I like see a picture of him. I'm like on his website. It's like so, Kripalu. Yoga
1: and the. Yeah, he teaches at Kripalu. Kripalu.
0: <laughs> wow, I butchered that name. <laughs>
1: and his book is absolutely incredible. It's basically how he went on this quest for meaning mm. through yoga and where it took him and it's this beautiful story and his writing is amazing and you feel like you're going on the journey with him and in fact i just gifted it to two people oh uh we we had someone who worked for us left to pursue like a new path after three years and i i gave him that because it's like one of those books you give someone almost as they're setting off on their journey it's like a it's like a you know, enjoy the journey. And I feel like there's no better book. Is it yoga and the search for self or yoga and the quest okay. for me?
0: Yes. So yoga and the quest for the true self. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Oh, Pope, yoga and the
1: quest for the true self. Oh my this goodness. It is
0: amazing. Oh my goodness. That's the
1: one book I would gift to anyone. And I have, I buy extra copies to gift it.
0: That is amazing! Oh my goodness! And so I have to suggest
1: it. Read. It's really yes.
0: Oh, I'm absolutely, really and I'm so excited. So, I'm gonna ask you one more question, and then I am gonna request. I mean, not request. I'm gonna recommend a book to you. Great. Yeah. Um. What? Okay. So you kind of already answered it, but I just, I just love this question just to end. Um. So why do you read?
1: There are so many reasons, many, many, many reasons. I think probably the first is to escape Mm. from the realities of life and to go somewhere where I, um, you know, go into that imaginative place where you're free. And you're, you're worried about someone else's problems, not your own, and living their story. Mm. Um, that's where the, the, the fiction comes, you know, the fantasy. And then the nonfiction is to be sparked with wisdom and knowledge and insight. Like, there's nothing more exciting for me than learning something or connecting two dots that hadn't yet been connected until I read this book. And then, and I, I'm one... I'm a, I'm an exclaimer, even though I'm a, I'm an introvert and I'm quiet. If, if you're near me when I'm reading, I will constantly be saying, oh my gosh, what? No way. I love that. And and I'll like make hand gestures and people around me are like, what are you doing? You're so, again, you're so weird. I love that. Like, it's just speaking to me so loudly. So I think, um, or I'll keep saying, this is amazing. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, um, and I'll just put it down and I'll even just think about what I just read. It's just the process is just so, um, it's like sacred. Mm. You know, the whole idea of choosing a book, reading it, understanding it, letting the, the epiphanies sort of distill through you. It's like
0: religious. Oh, it's for me. so sacred. Oh, I just love that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that just makes my heart so happy to hear um so a book i recommend to you and it's so perfect because it's on my bed this is a book i'm currently reading called tea medicine And it's about, so this um, Wu Day is this tea master and he shares his ancient wisdom about tea. (gasps) And it is just... Did you know tea is one of my lifelines? Yes. Yes. I remember you mentioned that. And I was like, she's going to love tea medicine. And the way he writes in this book is like, here, take this cup of tea, take a sip of it. And let me explain to you... You know what he does for us like spiritually and he talks about you know just our connection to the earth and the importance of like this sacred connection of tea and human beings it is just a stunning book and i'm only like what 30 pages in so i just know you'll absolutely love it
1: yay oh my gosh i'm getting it the second i get off yay and i love that is- and when I went to, I lived in Japan for a year, and I um, have traveled to China so many times. And tea in those countries mm. is so powerful. And mm. in, in China, they they um, the, the way they they basically give you the cup, and in it, they before they pour the water in, they they like so lovingly place the ingredients that are meant to. I'm sure he talks about this, like merge together to create an intended result. Mm. So like they'll say, this one is long life and this one is, you know, health. And, and they explain them to you before they pour the water in. It's like, oh. and you feel like, like you believe as you drink it, you you truly think like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking like long life and health. And it 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 does something to you, I truly believe.
0: Yes, no tea is so stunning. Um, yeah, I have my green tea every morning. That is also a ritual of mine. Um. Yeah. Well, if you just... ever want T Rex, I have really yes! good tea. Oh. And my favorite <laughs> tea companies that I love. I would just love that, Melissa. This interview was just so like it's just beyond words to describe. Honestly, it was just so stunning and so beautiful. And what a perfect way to kick off Eared. Like this company is, is so special so to me and. I only see it as amazing and you just reaffirmed that. Like this is going to be so amazing and just bringing in such beautiful people in. I am just like, thank uh, you. Like You should thank be. You. You're
1: incredible. Oh, and your, thank you. Your know, love of life is wonderful. And I think it's so important. Books are really so many people's lifeline.
0: Oh my so, God. Yes
1: yeah I think you could do a lot of good and um and I love the idea of sharing these these titles that have meant so much to us
0: yes yes absolutely I yeah definitely what's gonna happen is I'll you know transcribe the books that you mentioned and they're gonna go on the site and certainly make them like accessible and share them with everyone and I'm just I'm so excited. Thank you Can so I much. Can I ask you a
1: question? Yes, do it. What what is your what if you had to say like what is one of your your favorite books?
0: Literally grabbing it right now. Um I have never dog-eared a book oh so my. much in my life. It is called Wild. This is okay, by Cheryl Strayed? No, her name is Jade Griffiths. I oh. might tear up maybe. So This is about, um, she took a seven-year journey to categorize it as earth, fire, water, wind, and ice. So four places that were of those elements and how those elements of the earth are connected to the human mind. And I've never read a book. It has absolutely changed my life. Like, the way I have looked at writers, like, her writing just rocked me. It was, it's so stunning. Like I have never dog-eared and underlined a book so, so much. And just the way she looks at humanity and the earth and like yourself, it is just the most insane thing of like, I'm literally tearing up. Like it is the most beautiful book. So this is also a book I feel like you would love as well. Okay. I'm going to get that too. I think my daughter (laughs) would really love that. Oh my gosh. It just, is just so stunning. So
1: I love that. Yeah. Well, I
0: thank you. And as a child,
1: what was your, what was your favorite then?
0: Oh my God. Um, I loved Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I did too. Oh my gosh, I love Little House. I loved Little House on the Prairie. Honestly, I was thinking about it as you were answering. I was like, I think that was my favorite. I did a little bit of Nancy Drew, but I was mostly Little House on the Prairie. So yeah, well, I definitely did all that
1: too. Oh my gosh, did you ever read the book Mandy? I don't know if I did. So you know Julie Andrews, the actress. Yes, you know she wrote a book that's one of my favorites of all time.
0: Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's a really
1: incredible story um, oh. about this, this. I think she's an orphan. It's really incredible. And do you know um, Princess Academy? I don't think I Another, do. Another one of my favorites. Shannon, oh. I'm trying to think what her last name is. Her first name is Shannon. Shannon something. But all her books are incredible too. Oh my gosh. Oh. I got to live my, you know, with six children, and this will happen with you too. Like, I got to read even more. I mean, as much as I read as a child, I think I read even more as a parent. Mm-hmm. And it would be so funny. Like a lot of my kids don't really like reading, so I would be in their bed reading to them aloud. They would be asleep, and I would <laughs> be reading like for another <laughs> I was reading
0: for myself.
1: <laughs> myself. And they would not even know. And I knew they were asleep, but I couldn't quite. I didn't want to admit it. Because then it would be like, and sometimes my husband would be like, where are you? And he'd walk in and he'd be like, what are you doing? She's asleep. She's like snoring <laughs> next to you. That but is... I'd
0: still be reading it out loud. That, so that is so funny. Honestly, I love that so much. You're like, I don't even care if there is nothing yeah. in the room.
1: <laughs> I read the entire Harry Potter series aloud twice to two different kids.
0: Okay, that's awesome. That's amazing. I love it's that. it's a lot of
1: reading. That's a lot of a, reading. It took months and months because we do like you know five pages a night. But yeah. but um it's really fun. You'll you'll you have to have kids for that reason. It
0: just gives you an excuse to read all that great children's literature. Wow. No, I love that. I mean, obviously, I'm not ready right now, but I'm so excited to be a mom. I'm just gonna be like, oh
1: uh, ah, yeah, books. I can books. <laughs> And by the way, really interestingly, cause you know, I have a sort of a depressed, depressed personality. When I was pregnant, I was the happiest. It was like happy chemicals. Whoa. So like I loved, that was probably one of the reasons I had six kids. Cause it was like, I felt so balanced oh. and like, so felt like mother earth. So wow. it, it, it might make you feel really, you know, really good. Oh my good.
0: gosh. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, but anyways, this was I hope we can talk again soon because I feel like I have like so many more questions for you, just like about life. Well, yes. reach out anytime. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. Oh my goodness. I definitely anything. will. I have like so many questions. Oh my god. And just again, thank you so much. Like I am just like so tickled pink. Like, this Aww, was just amazing.
1: I'm oh. Well, I'm going to go get tea, medicine, and wild, and you get get yoga and the quest. Yes, I will. I definitely will. Yes. It's really, it's really that good. It's it's a beautiful,
0: beautiful book. This is so amazing. Oh, we'll have just a beautiful blessed day, Melissa. And just thank you so much. Oh,
1: you too. If you need anything else, you let me know anytime. You are just (laughs) like you're like one of those precious gems, but you're already polished. Oh, thank you.
0: Hello, you guys. Okay. Holy crap. I don't even have words, what? I wanted to say crap, and then I wanted to say cow, and then they got mixed up. You know what I mean? Has that ever happened to you? Oh. Wow, isn't she an angel? Like, she's an actual angel from heaven. I love Melissa, and that also reminds me that I need to reach out to her and just like, catch up because I, I just need her more in my life. Oh my goodness. So anyways, I hope you really, really enjoyed this episode. I, again, cannot even begin to tell you how grateful I am for you and your ears mean the world to me and your presence, your support, your love, everything. It all means so, so much. So, of course, stay tuned for her amazing, amazing book list. And as you know, there were some incredible books mentioned in the episode. Stay tuned for the bookish series for May. And again, I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your love and your support. Please let me know what your favorite part of the episode was because, wow, was this episode so powerful. And... It's like this is one I would listen to over and over again and just take notes. Oh, my gosh. I just loved every single word she said. And she just made me feel so validated and okay to be who I am and just be my authentic, silly, creative self. So I hope you guys feel empowered and as comforted as I do. So, again, I love you guys so, so much. I will see you very, very soon. And... Keep on reading, my dogs.